I am Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. That's Luke 10 verses 38. Matthew 6 verses 25 reads, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? This week, I find myself in the shoes of Martha, feeling frustrated, tired, discouraged and entitled. When it feels like we do more than our fair share whilst others benefit from our works or kindness and then barely notice the effort we are putting in, it can make us feel angry and fed up. A mother's or a wife's sacrifice to serve her children or her husband and provide them with more than they deserve or appreciate? This can make us feel unappreciated. Doing more than your fair share at work whilst others take the credit can make us feel angry and entitled. And when you encourage and help your friends and they betray you, or unbelievers mock you, it can make us feel discouraged and tired. When the people that you are surrounded by are needy, your natural response is to help them, to serve them. But what do you do when the work feels too overwhelming or the task seems too daunting on your own, like Martha? When your feelings overwhelm your faith, when the worries of life starts to get to you. This is not an unusual situation. When the disciples were told to feed 5,000 people, their natural response was to send them away. It was Jesus that suggested five loaves and two fish would be enough to satisfy their needs. When Martha became overwhelmed in the middle of serving her guests, Jesus told her to do what Mary did. Sit at his feet and leave her house guests unattended. For a Jewish woman of that era and culture, Jesus was asking her to do the opposite of what was expected of her and what she was naturally accustomed to doing. Our natural respond is to fix human problems with human solutions and when we can't do that we become frustrated, tired, worried. How can we fix our money worries when we can't find a job or any means of making money? How can we feed people when we can hardly have enough for ourselves? How can we serve many guests when there is only one of us? How can we encourage others when our faith is weak? 
We have to rely on God to do the unimaginable. It is impossible to anticipate a miracle or ignore a problem without having faith. It is impossible without faith to realize that when we see, what we see as a problem is merely a distraction. The Bible says nothing is impossible for God. If you truly believe that, then no problem, task or situation seems impossible. This requires supernatural faith and trust. To go against natural instinct, emotions and sometimes the evidence before your eyes. I imagine it's a bit like driving a car and your instructor tells you to close your eyes as he will guide you through peak traffic. You only need to listen to his voice, trust his guidance and do not worry about all the possible things that could happen. He says, ignore the screeching tires and the hoots you hear in the background just trust my words and know that I have your best interest at heart. We both want to get there safely. I can do this. I've done it many times. My eyes are open. I know the way. And that's all you need. Trust me. And when you get to your destination at the end of the day, you're relieved and overjoyed that you made it. But then the very next day, he tells you, you're doing the same thing. Only this time we're taking some passengers with us. You then realize you have nothing else but to trust him and have faith in him. Or you won't be able to go anywhere or take anyone anywhere. The lesson that day for Martha was not determination, strength, obedience or doing what she thought was a good and kind thing to do. Even using her gifts to serve. That day the lesson was to listen and trust. If Jesus walked into a room, would you not leave whatever you were doing, whoever you were with, and run to him? Faith and trust go hand in hand. It's really difficult to trust God without faith, and really hard to have faith without first trusting him. To move forward, we have to learn to trust in God's word only, and to take to heart in what he is saying. We have to spend time in his presence, by his feet, even if it sometimes comes at the most inappropriate timing of our lives. I learned from Martha, don't take your eyes off Jesus even when you think you're doing good. And when you find yourself struggling in your task, that's the time to seek him even more. When you don't know what to do, pray and wait for his instruction and trust that he will provide a solution however unlikely it may seem. Psalm 11 verses 1 says, In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, Flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows, they set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. If we're under the wing or the protection of the Lord, why does he give us wings like a bird and asks us to fly in enemy, enemy territory? Why does he put us in situations that seem impossible, even dangerous, and give us people that affect our faith? How else will we learn to fly or to fight against the enemy unless we have faith? How will we learn to trust if we don't have faith? Without faith and trust, 
How will we learn to love him with all our hearts? Without learning to love him, how will we learn to love and serve others unconditionally and be obedient in unconditional circumstances? But we are never flying alone. We are never unattended. The Lord watches over us from his heavenly throne where he observes everyone on earth, the wicked and the righteous. He is a holy temple, stable and always present. We follow him wherever he goes. He doesn't follow us wherever we go. If we find ourselves lost, the Bible says he will find us and bring us back to where the rest of the flock is. When we find ourselves feeling worried, alone, overwhelmed, tired, confused, resentful, angry and distracted, question the Lord like Martha, ask for help, stop looking at the world for solutions and spend time in the presence of Jesus in the Holy Temple. Remember a parent looks after his children. The vine looks after the fruit. You're not the one producing fruit. Jesus is. You're not the one determining the purpose. Jesus is. John 15 verses 4, Jesus said, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can't do nothing. Jesus also said in Matthew 13 verses 22, The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear the God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. This is a lesson for us. When the world or the situation look like it's out of control, or your task looks daunting and you're losing faith, trust in God. Like Martha, stop and ask for clarity, for help, for a new perspective. Look up and trust that he will show you his perspective, one from above, not from where you are standing. I am Martha.